How y'all doing? Good. You sounded great. These three people right here are excited. The rest of you are, I guess, I don't know. Uh, just so you know, if you see this on my arm, uh, it's not a tumor. It's, uh, I fell down the stairs two weeks ago, and I guess I'm old, and like my uh, body is healing like slower. Or I broke my arm. I don't know. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's actually super funny because now uh, I was holding my child when I went down the stairs and uh, yeah, she's two and she just got a wild ride. It was awesome. She's fine. Um, And so like uh, now whenever I come down the stairs and I don't fall, uh, she cheers for me. She goes, she goes, you made it, dad. And I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) you know, (laughs) right? Like, um, yeah, sorry. Just wanted to get that out of the way just in case you see me like waving my arm. You're like, what's the matter with that? Just pray. Um. All right, so my name is Reed Moore. As they said, it's a funny name. It's kind of like a command. It's exactly like a command. And, uh, but yeah, my parents hated me. So totally joking. They love me. My mom's awesome. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to be with you guys, hanging out with the college students. That's what's up. Uh, I'm from Gwinnett County, uh, booming out in South Gwinnett, like Lou Will. And so, like, I actually went to South Gwinnett. <laughs> and so, um, so uh, yeah, like, but I'm excited to get to hang out with you guys. Uh, as I was like, you know, I got the invitation to come hang out with the college people. I started, like, remembering college. Like, college was actually, like, a little while back for me. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's been, I graduated, like, eight years ago. I'm like, what? No, right? Like time just keeps going. And so, uh, man, like it's cool to be back with you guys. And as I was thinking about coming to hang out with y'all, I started thinking about some things that I loved about college. And, uh, and so I was, I was thinking like, man, some of my favorite things, one of my favorite things in college was, um, meal plan, right? Uh, does anybody like, I don't know if meal plan is like that thing. Like (laughs) this girl said, nah, the devil, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so, like, like I don't know what it's like at, at State or at Tech or at Kennesaw, at UGA, uh, the, the meal plan. I know. It's okay. I'm a Gator fan, so don't worry about it. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, that's okay. Haters, right? Sorry, we win games. Um, so... So uh, at UGA, though, I mean, oh my gosh, like it, it was like the best, right? One, I didn't ever have to shop for groceries, and then I always knew where my friends were going to be, and I could eat until I had like a food baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so I loved the meal plan. Uh, another thing that I loved about college were intramurals. Anybody do intramural sports? Yeah? Okay, three people. Everybody else is like, no, I study, and I'm like, sorry. Okay. Uh, so, so I loved intramural sports. I actually did like as many of them as I could. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to do flag football. I'm going to do co-ed flag football. I'm going to do soccer. I'm going to do softball. Uh, I pretty much did all of them except for basketball. Uh, well, just because, you know what I'm saying? Like, right? Like, <laughs> you know, so not real good at basketball, but, but yeah, so I did, you know, all the intramurals. I loved intramurals. Another thing that I loved about college, and you guys are going to think that I'm crazy because everybody in this room is going to boo this, but I promise you, I loved it. It was a big part of my major. I was a sociology major and something that we did a lot as a sociology major were group projects. Does anybody like group projects? Okay, we got a couple group projects. Everybody else is like, I hate group projects, right? I get it, I get it. Like, I loved a group project, and here's why. I'm gonna explain to you why I loved a group project and why a lot of you don't. Because really, there are three types of people when it comes to group projects, right? There's three types of people. There are the doers. You know what I'm talking about? These are like like Action Jackson, like, I'm the leader. Like, get in here. You're gonna do this, you're gonna do this. I'm gonna do all the hard things because I don't trust any of you people. You know what I mean? (laughs) 
And so you got like that, you got that person, you know what I'm saying? Like very like type A, like the organized person, they're like running it. And so like, you know, you got that person in the group. They hate group projects. If you're that person, you know, you're like, oh, they say group project. Like, I don't want to work with any of these idiots, you know, like. And so, so you got those people. Then you also have, you have the helpers, right? The helpers are the, uh, is another type of person that's always in a group project. These are like the people that everybody actually likes. You know what I'm saying? Like helpers are like those people that are like, oh my gosh, I'll buy the poster board. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and they're like, like, oh my God, like we can totally come to my house or my apartment or my dorm room and I'll have snacks, you know? And so you're like, whoa, like that person, helpers, wherever you are, like we love you. They make more of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so like, gosh, loved help. Helpers, helpers sort of like group projects, but, but really they're just helpful. And so they like people. And then there's this third category of people and they are the talkers, right? And, and, and you can probably guess which category I fall into. Um, the talkers are the reason why everybody else hates group projects because the talker is the person who won when everybody groups up, you're just like, Oh, what's up? you know like and you're like hanging out you're high-fiving you're saying what's up and then you're also the person like for me like as the talker I was like all right here's the deal guys I'm gonna do the presentation and you guys are gonna do all the work and so I'll see you in a month and uh and that's the way it's gonna be but you know obviously when presentation time came for me we slayed it you know what I'm saying like so so like that the talkers right are the reason why most of you though loathe a group project but for me I loved a group project. Now I don't know how you feel about a group project, right? Like I don't know if you love love it or if you loathe it, but but here's what you need to know tonight is that life life is a group project. Like like whether you like it or not, whether you like a group project or not, like like life is a group project. Right. And some of you like, like, like just me saying that you die a little on the, no, you know, like, and so like, like that's where some of you are at, but, but this is the reality, like it or love it or, or hate it. I mean, yeah, like it or love it, <laughs> just love it or love it. You know, like, um, yeah. All right. We'll pray and close it out. Um, if you love it or hate it, right? Like life is a group project. And, 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 and here's, here's what I know. I don't have to work very hard uh, to prove this to you right? That life is a group project. You know this, like deep down in your heart of hearts, even if you don't want to have to rely on other people, even if you're like, nah, self-made person, you know what I'm saying? Like, notice I didn't say man, ladies in the room. And so like, like, you're like, oh my gosh, like, like, I don't want to have to rely on people. I've been hurt by people in the past. Like whatever it is, like whether you like it or not, life is a group project, right? Like we need one another. And I don't have to work that hard to prove that to you. As a matter of fact, we could all think of a time or two or 10 where we needed somebody else to come through for us. Can't we? Like every single one of you, you could tell me if I sat down with you, you could tell me plenty of times in your life where you've needed somebody to come through in the clutch for you, right? Like maybe it was, maybe it was a time where like you forgot your work and you got into to class and you were like, Oh, what? Like that's due today. And you're like nudging somebody like help me, you know, which meant like slide me your paper, you know? And so you're like, you know, like, and so you needed somebody to come through for you. Maybe it was a time where like you went and you rode with your friends and they were going to this party and they were like, it's going to be lit and you get there and it's lame. And so then you show up and you're like, gosh, I want to leave so bad. This sucks. And so you're like scrolling through your like contacts, SOS, somebody come and pick me up. I need you to come through for me right now. Right. Maybe, maybe, was a time ladies in the room where you got broken up with and you just needed your girls you know what I'm saying like just come to my house you know what I mean and 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 you're like bring ice cream and sad movies we just need to cry you know what I mean 
or, or fellas, you're not immune to this. Fellas, you've been heartbroken too, right? And, and so maybe for you, right? Like it was a time where like you got broken up with and you've been heartbroken and you're just sitting all up in your room with your headphones on listening to Marvin's room. Just, I'm just saying you can do better. And you needed your boys to come through and slap you and say, get, get out of here. We need to go. We need to go hang out with somebody, right? Like, like we can all think of some times where you needed somebody to come through for you, right? Like, like maybe it was more serious. Dig a little bit deeper. Maybe it was more serious than that, right? Maybe, maybe for you, it was a time where you had like a really big decision you needed to make. And you were like, man, I just don't know like what's the right way to go. Like, like what am I going to do? And you needed, you desperately needed like somebody to come through for you and to be a sounding board, to listen to you and to help you figure it out. Maybe even speak some wisdom into your life. Maybe it was a time for you when like you were slipping up and you were hanging out with the wrong people or you were doing some things that you had no business doing and you needed somebody to come through for you to say, hey, whoa, you're better than that. Like, like those people, like you're better than that. That stuff you've been doing, you're better than that. And so you needed somebody to come through and speak that over you or speak that into you. Maybe it was a time where, where something really bad happened. You got the phone call. Mom's got cancer. You get the phone call. Your little brother's been in an accident. And all of a sudden, it's like you need somebody to come through, to be a shoulder to cry on, to be a hand to hold, to be a helping hand to help you back up because you've been smashed. Like, like I think we can all think of a time where we've needed somebody to come through in the clutch for us, to be there for us. You see, you guys like it or not, like, like whether we want to admit it or not, life is a group project. We need one another. We need one another. And, and, and so tonight, you guys, we're in this series called Fighter, right? And, and the idea of this series is that, you know what, there are some things in our life that are worth fighting for. And last week, we set up the idea that, hey, you know what, like, like one of the things that's worth fighting for in our faith are, is, is our faith. But then another thing worth fighting for in our lives is community, Right? Like, because life is a group project and you need me and I need you and we need people who know our names and know our stories and know our struggles and love us anyway, right? Community is something that we here at The Living Room, we believe community is something that's worth fighting for. And that's really the point of the passage of scripture that I want to show you guys tonight. It's in the book of Hebrews. We don't want to go there yet. I want to set it up for a second. There's an author that wrote this letter called Hebrews. Okay, we got the sound on our phones. I didn't know people still did that. Um, and so the, the author in the book of Hebrews, uh, we don't know who the author is. I might accidentally call them Paul a couple times, but it, we don't know if it was Paul. Could have been a girl. Could have been Regina. I don't know. And so, uh, so the author in the book of Hebrews, though, is writing to this group of people, these Hebrew believers in Jesus that had been scattered and things were not going well for them. Like life had gotten hard right? Like all of a sudden they started following Jesus and things had gotten really challenging and, and it, all of a sudden it was taking a toll on them. Some of them were losing uh, it with their family. Some of them were losing jobs. Some of them were losing friendships. Uh, some of them were actually being imprisoned and losing their lives. And so things were getting really, really hard. And in this moment, some of them decided that they were going to begin to bail on the community, 
They're like, man, I'm going to walk away. I don't know if this is worth it. This is challenging. This is stressful. This is overwhelming. Like, I just feel like giving up. I feel like giving up on God. I feel like giving up on this whole Jesus thing. I feel like just giving up. I want to throw in the towel. I'm done. And into that situation, the author of Hebrews writes to them about community and why community is something that's worth fighting for and why instead of dipping out, we should dig in to community and get in with some people. And he writes about the benefits of community. I want to show you that tonight to show you why we think community is worth fighting for. And so I want to show you this passage that he writes. And I want you, as we read it, I want you to pay attention uh, to some of the we language, right, that he, that he uses all throughout this passage. It's, it's about six verses. And by about six verses, I mean, it's exactly six verses, right? I did my homework. And so it's six verses, and I want to read this to you. Pay attention to the we language as he's talking about just the benefit of community and why we should dig in instead of dipping out and why it's such a really, really big deal. And so um, we're going to have it up on the screens. I'm going to read it out of my Bible because I like it and it's special. It's mine. Um, And so this is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. This is, therefore, brothers and sisters, Since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened up for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Did you guys catch all that we language? All the us, all the one another, all the together, all of this like this communal language that he's using. Like he repeats it over and over and over again, like trying to highlight the importance of this, right? Like usually when somebody repeats something, a lot of times you guys, either they, they have run out of things to say, right? Like Migos, when they're like Versace, 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 Versace. I'm like, somebody else rap on this. And so like either they've run out of things to say or they really, really, really want you to pay attention, right? And in this case, I think it's the latter, right? Like, I think that the author of Hebrews is going like, look, I really want you to pay attention to the importance of we, of us, of one another, of together. I want you to see the benefits and the importance of community. This, this idea that, man, you cannot do life alone. There's so much benefit to community that it's worth fighting for. So please don't dip, but dig in, right? And so he actually highlights some things. And, and there's three that, that are really in particular that I wanted you guys to see. I wanted you to see these three benefits of community and why it's something that we believe here at the living room that, that's worth fighting for in your college years. Um, and they all start with this, like, let us, right? And so the first thing that he says is, let us draw near to God, right? He says, let us draw near to God. One of the benefits of community, you guys, is that we can draw near to God together. And maybe you never thought about it like that before. Maybe you've never thought about like, okay, like when we come into community, like we have the chance to draw near to God together. Um, And here's what I know is that at some point this year, you're going to have like a a time or a season or a day or a week or a month where you're going to struggle to want to draw near to God. 
you're going to be like, well, my time was in the morning, but now I got this 8 a.m. class, and it sucks, and so I don't want to get up. And so you're, you're going to be like, gosh, I, like, like drawing near to God is such a challenge, right? Man, there's going to be some of you this year where, where you're going to be like, oh my gosh, like making it to the living room every week. Like now all of a sudden, like, oh, it's challenging. I'm like, you know, that was my chance to draw near to God, but now I'm feeling like I'm busy on this weekend or whatever. And so you're like, you're going to struggle to draw near to God. But, but the benefit of community is that when, when me, when I feel like I'm struggling to draw near to God, we we will draw near to God with me. You know what I mean? And they'll come and they'll reach out and they'll say, hey, we're going to go to God. We're going to go to God about this. And you guys, I experienced this in a very tangible, powerful way this past year. Uh, if I'm being totally transparent, which I am. So, um, so I wanted to be honest with you guys. And I know we don't know each other that well, but, but man, when I'm up here, I'm not just somebody with a microphone. Like I'm a person who's trying to figure this out just like you guys. And so this past year around November um, was actually like, and I get choked up because it's real. Like this was one of the most challenging times in my whole life this past November. And, and, and what had happened, I basically like, I got some, some really harsh criticism. I had some people, um, that, that basically like had given me some really negative feedback and I'd lost some opportunities and I started doubting myself. I don't know if you've ever been there before where you've been doubting yourself and you're wondering whether or not you've got what it takes, but I was wondering whether or not I had what it took. And it was the closest thing for someone like me that I could get to feeling depressed and I was just at a low, 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 low place. Now, thankfully, I was in community. Thankfully, I was in community because during that season of feeling really, really low, you guys, can I just tell you, like, even though I'm a pastor and I know I'm supposed to go to God, like, I didn't want to go to God. Like, I was like, I just, I don't, I don't want to pray. I don't want to read my Bible. There was a lot of Sundays that were rolling around. I was like, I don't even want to preach because I feel like I'm getting up and I'm being fake. I was like, I just don't even want to do this. And I had a group of guys who came alongside me, Paul being one of them. And these guys, they, they came alongside me and they were like, hey, I know you don't feel like going to God, but we're gonna go to God. And we're gonna pray about this and we're gonna be there for you. And we're gonna get into the scriptures together. And we're gonna remind you of who God says that you are. And so, man, we went to God together. And you guys, I don't know that I would be where I'm at right now, like emotionally, spiritually, like in my right mind, had I not had a group of people dig in and say, no, we're gonna go to God. Like, I know you don't feel like it right now. I know you're struggling with it right now, but we're gonna go to God. So one of the benefits of community, right, is that we can go to God together. And in the times where you don't feel like digging in and going to God, like you've got a group of people that will go to God with you, right? Another thing that he says, right? He says, let us draw near to God. But then he also says, hey, you know what? Like, let us hold on to hope. Let us hold on to hope. And he says, let us hold on to the hope that we have in Jesus, right? And so here's what I know, is that this year and in the next four years, you're gonna have moments where you're gonna wanna let go of hope and where you're gonna be challenged to let go of hope. You're gonna have some moments this year. And the benefit of community, you guys, is that when me, when I feel like giving up and when I feel like losing hope, we won't let me. And we can help me to hold on to hope, right? This past year, um, we had a girl in our student ministry, a 10th grade girl, and, um, and, and long story short, her dad and her two brothers were in a car accident and the youngest brother, seven years old, he passed away. And in that moment, this girl, right, we noticed that after it happened for like a couple weeks, she like wasn't around. Like she didn't come to church and her small group, you guys, her community 
rallied around her and they began to just write her letters and notes and they filled this basket up. It was incredible. They filled this basket up with all these words of hope and, and affirmation and they went over to her house and they knocked on the door and they brought the letters in and they sat and they cried with her and they prayed with her and they were there for her. And she has since said, now a year later, she's since said, hey, you know what? Like I wanted to give up hope. She said, but they just would not let me. They kept showing up. They kept showing up in my life. They kept writing me letters. They kept sending me text messages. And now this girl's still showing up consistently and she is like a beacon of hope in our student ministry. Every time I see her, I'm just like, ah, like that's a benefit of community that when we wanna let go of hope and we wanna give up on hope, right? We won't let me. Right? So he says, let us draw near to God so we can, we can draw near to God together. He says, let us right, hold on to hope. And then the last thing that he says right there with this let us, he says, let us spur one another on. And you guys are familiar with what a spur is, right? Like not like Tim Duncan, but I'm talking like, y'all know, y'all know what a spur is, right? Like you put it, like they would put it on their cowboys, Yeehaw! you know, would like put it on their boot. And when they wanted their horse to go faster and faster, they said, and they would give them a little kick in the bowtie. And so like, and so this idea of like spurring one another on, he says, let us spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And so another benefit of community, you guys, is that, man, when, when you're like disengaged or when you're being less than, than, than the best version of you, you've got some people around you that can encourage you and spur you on and remind you that you're better than that or challenge you to take a step further or challenge you to get out of your comfort zone a little bit or call you out when you're slipping up. You know what I mean? This is what this idea of like spurring one another on towards the love and good deeds, right? And so here's what I know is that this year, there's going to be some times where you're just going to get comfortable in your faith and you're going to need to have some people in your life that are going to willing to look across the table and go, hey, why aren't you showing up? Or why aren't you serving yet? Or why aren't you, you know what I mean? Like, and they're going to be able to call that out in you because they know your name, they know your story, they know your struggle, and they love you anyway. And so because they love you so much, they're going to spur you on towards love and good deeds. And they're going to challenge you to be better than you thought you could be. And they're going to challenge you to be the person that God knows you can be, right? And so Paul says, hey, or <laughs> right again, Regina, sorry. Um, the author of Hebrews says, hey, you know what? Like there's so much benefit to community. We, we can draw near to God together. We, oh my gosh, we can hold on to hope together. We, we can spur one another on towards love and good deeds. He says, this is something worth fighting for, right? Community is worth fighting for. We're better together. I mean, can you imagine if you would have replaced like all the we and us and all that with just like, like me pronouns, right? Like all of a sudden, like, it's like, hey, Like, let me draw near to God. I'm like, oh no, that's so intimidating because there's days where I don't feel like it. Or like, let me hold on to hope. Well, what about the days where I feel like giving up? Or let me spur myself on. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, like, what does that even look like? You know what I mean? Like, like, like pep talks in the mirror, like you're better than this read. You know, like, like if it's, if it's just on me, right? Like then, then chances are I'm going to fail and fall short. But, but if it's we, right? Like we, we is the key. You know what I mean? Like major key alert. So like we, we is the key. When it comes to navigating this crazy thing called life, right? When it comes to navigating this crazy thing called life, your best possible life is impossible alone. Your best possible life 
is impossible alone. We is the key. And community, you guys, is something that we absolutely, absolutely, absolutely need. And we believe that it's something worth fighting for. And that's why the author of Hebrews ends that section of scripture by saying, hey, like, don't give up meeting together as some might be in the habit of doing. Like, don't give up on this. Don't walk away. Don't you dare think that you can do life on your own and on your own terms. Don't you dare think that you've got this thing so figured out that, that, that you can handle it on your own. Don't you dare give up just because it gets hard. Don't you dare give up just because it didn't necessarily fit your schedule. Don't you dare give up on community because your best possible life is impossible on your own. We need one another because life is a group project. Amen? So you guys, uh, we believe in this so much. We believe in this idea so much that life is a group project and that we need one another and that you need a place where you can circle up and be face-to-face with somebody and they can know your name and they can know your story and they can know your struggle and they can love you anyway. We believe in that so much that, that on Wednesday, I believe, Beth, you can correct me if I'm wrong or you can just come up and just reannounce it. I don't care. But on Wednesday, we're gonna open up small group um, signups. And what I wanna encourage you guys is to get into a small group. If you're not already in a group, if you're not already grouped up with some people, like we want to encourage you, get into a small group. Get in a group of people where they can help you and and draw near to God with you. Get in a group of people that's going to help you this year to hold on to hope. Get into a group of people that's going to spur you on and challenge you to be the person that God's called you to be. Get in a group, circle up, get face to face with a group of people that you can know and that knows your name, knows your story, knows your struggles, and loves you anyway. Get into a group because here's what I know. This year, you're going to need somebody. And this year, somebody's going to need you because life is a group project. Let me pray for us. Well, Jesus, um, we just thank you so much that you haven't called us to do life alone, that you've given us um, this amazing thing that you call your church, a group of, of people that we don't have it all figured out, but, but we're trying. And God, I just pray that um, for this group of people that Um, that here at the living room, that we would really embrace the value of community, that it would be something that we fight for. It would be something that we prioritize. It would be something that we lean into. It would be something that we make a part of our schedule. Um, God, I just pray that, um, that we would fight for this in our life community because we, we just know we can't do life alone. We need one another. And so God, I just, um, I just pray that as um, small groups are formed and, um, and as students begin to meet one another and sit across a circle from one another, um, I pray that we would all um, get to know one another's names, we would know one another's stories, we would know one another's struggles, and that we would show grace and love to one another. Um, I pray that we would draw near to you together. I pray that we would, um, pray that we would spur one another on this year. I pray that we would help each other to hold on to hope. Jesus, I pray that we would lean into this with everything that we got. Um, We love you. It's in your name that we pray. And everybody said real loud.